y'all. Welcome back. I'm super excited right now. Um, I haven't done a solo show in quite a while, so hope you're ready for a one-man band this week. Uh, we were going to, Eric Vance and I, we're going to interview a super interesting person. Uh, she has an absolutely crazy job. I mean, at least it is to me. But, you know, like, uh, stuff, life happens, so we're pushing that back to next week. But uh, definitely check that out, y'all. It's going to be, uh, she's, she's just way smarter than we are. And uh, one night, Eric and I were texting, and he put it perfectly, quote, the show is better when we interview people smarter than us, end quote. And he's, he's totally right. So instead tonight, I don't really have a, a script. Just going to kind of wing this one. And it, basically, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preview or talk about all the half-baked ideas that I've been working on for some future episodes or whatever. Going to... Basically, we're going to do a clip show of, uh, of sorts, but all the clips are of shows that haven't been made yet. So it's like, it's like time traveling, y'all. Get, get excited. This one's going to be fun. Because um, uh, I, I want to do uh, one here soon on a guest, on a, on a buddy of mine. Um, he runs his own IT business and started years ago. But right now, I mean, when, during this COVID thing and everyone's working from home, like his perspective on uh, work-life balance these days and, and just, you know, the idea the, the ever-blossoming working from home, like I would argue right now, like it's probably the highest percentage of society, at least in America. Like, look, we're not going to go – like I, I know that other countries are rebounding faster and like I'm not even going to – because why? why? I don't want to be depressed <laughs> right now. Let's, let's not worry about that. But right now, I'd, ima- I, I, I'd argue Americans – I bet we have the highest percentage of people working from home I mean, compared to probably any time in human history. I mean, certainly any time since, you know, the electricity or the certainly since the Internet, you know, but like simply because of the Internet. And be, you know, so this dude works I.T. And, you know, the, clearly everybody needs I.T. now, probably more than ever before. But with everybody working from home, you know, everybody, as many people as we've ever had, you know, a lot of people. I think this is I think this is like a formative moment uh, for just like us as Americans and maybe for society as a whole. Everybody paused worldwide, but certainly Americans are, are this sort of weird half pausey thing we're doing right now. But I think we're being forced to take stock uh, of our own societal behavior, maybe. I mean, I know uh, just colloquially I've seen here and there, but like RVs and like campers and stuff are being sold out. And uh, we tried to buy uh, my kid a sleeping bag and literally multiple stores were sold out and like Amazon was sold out. Like we were trying to just get her like a pink. So anyways, and then they're sold. So like it, it's at least for a moment making people kind of maybe look around. Like I hope, I hope 50 years from now, I mean, we'll be an entirely different society. Now, I mean, probably based on technology alone will be an entirely different society, but I think the, the point of view we attempt to adopt now matters. I, I think this is potentially a breaking point from the past, from, from past behaviors, from, you know, from learned behaviors that we really didn't even choose or even realize that we do and have, you know, like old habits, really, kind of, that maybe if we could, if we could uh, erase some of those, I think moving forward we could be... I mean, what we could be could be obviously I'm not even smart enough to go there, but I think it would be amazing if we actually started teaching equality and teaching, you know, what what we could become as a species if we were able to unite, you know what I mean, would be amazing. And I think a big part of that and another episode that I want to do is therapy or counseling or any form of of personal delving into your own psyche and why you act the way you act. Uh, I went to a counselor for a bit after uh, my dad passed and we recently moved so i'll be finding a new one here in town once you know if ever so maybe i'll just be doing like zoom or skype once or whatever but anyways i i think that's a huge part of our generation or just people nowadays 
Because I don't know, I mean, it's, in my opinion, it's for anyone and everyone. Age is not a factor, but it seems, you know, maybe 40s and under-ish are starting to do it more or at least talking about it more. The, the idea of going to a therapist or a counselor, doesn't matter, call whoever you want to call. It doesn't, the, the, the terminology is not the point. It's, it's admitting that talking out your issues is healthy, I think, is a new thing, or at least for me seems to be a new thing. I don't remember having ever heard my parents talk about it or anyone else's parents or teachers or anyone that was significantly older than me. I don't remember that being discussed really ever. But nowadays, a lot of people I know, a lot of friends and, and relatives and coworkers, and my, I mean, myself included, have gone to counselors or therapists or just, you know, again, anybody, it doesn't matter. Point is, the idea of being vulnerable enough to a admit that maybe you're not perfect you know what i mean like we i think we do that a lot just as as humans or americans or you know maybe everybody else i don't know but the idea that i've got all my stuff together at all times i'm definitely i got this that facade i think is starting to fall and i think it's for the best i think it's for the for the betterment of society if we can all admit that we do have flaws i think that's one way to unite any and all cultures but certainly if we can teach that to the younger generations and not even teach it because it can't be taught. It has to be shown. It has to be demonstrated. If that's something that we could demonstrate by working on ourselves, I think that's a way to significantly impact the future. But that's what I want to have on. Uh, I've got a friend who does – she is a therapist. Uh, I, I would you know, just love to get her point of view. I mean, you know, delve into that topic from a person that clearly knows more than me as you listen to me spout whatever it is I just said. <laughs> Hopefully it made sense. Sense. But the point is, I would love to have her on. So I mean, that that's you know, look for these in future episodes. Also, and this is just kind of this is just, I have this on in the background. Uh, Rick Steves Europe shout out. It's a great show on Hulu. But uh, right now, specifically, it, it's 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 interesting to me for two reasons. Uh, one, it it shows large public gatherings of people. I mean, in, in beautiful cities all across Europe, they're just, you know, breathtaking and gorgeous to look at. But the idea of just large scale, just a lot of people in one place, it's weird. I forget, you know what I mean? And then, and also secondly, I guess it, it shows how much more space we as Americans have than compared to I mean, likely most of Europe. Like, like in Europe, people live in apartments. Like, just having Ashley on last week talking about, like, everybody lives in a flat. That I think she said hers was, like, 400 square feet, 500. like, small. And so the idea of getting out and going to, like, a public park, you know, with, like, a water fountain in the middle of it or something, like, that sounds delightful. Here in America, though, <laughs> we have enough space for people to build houses with their own water fountains in the front yard or the backyard. Or, you know, like, as Americans... We want our own stuff, <laughs> you know. It's so like so. We want our own stuff so much so that we we would leave England just to tell the king that hey, look, too bad. We want our own stuff now. Like we wanted our own stuff so much that when we got here, someone else was already living here. But we we told them the same thing. Look, too bad. We want our own stuff. So we're gonna actually we want your stuff to be our stuff, and and we went to war with them over it. <laughs> which, uh, you know, the differences between Europe and America would be, I, mean, you could, I could probably do, like anybody could do episodes on that. There's so many, the differences are vast, but that's just one of them. But also w war and, and fighting. Like, it is, it's a topic I want to cover 
But I, I have no experience with any level of anything even remotely close to war. Like both of my grandfathers, uh, one was Navy, one was Army. But that's, I mean, that's, uh, that's the closest to the concept of war that I have. Any, like that's nothing. You know what I mean? Like so clearly I don't understand it from any type of personal point of view. But I mean, at least as, as, a, as a bigger picture, I, you know, in the small little Googlings I've done or whatever, like we've been going to war since at least 2700 BCE. Like that, at least the, the first war that people are, are aware of was in Mesopotamia in 2700 BCE between Sumer and Elam, uh, the Sumerians under command of King of Kish and Embagasi. He defeated and they defeated the Elamites. I'm positive I nailed those pronunciations, 100%. Either way, the war was like 5,000 years ago, give or take or whatever. And you can believe whatever you want about the origins of humanity. I know I talk God and we talk God on this a lot. we, We could be 200,000 years old based on the remains that have been found in Ethiopia, or we could be 6,000 years old based on the genealogies of the Bible. I don't care what you believe. Believe whatever you want, because it affects nothing about this fact that no matter how old you think we are, at least 5,000 years has been full of war. (laughs) Like, 5,000 years of human progress, and we're still going to war today. Like, much like uh, Eric and I, when we were talking, I think it was two two weeks back now with Amanda, uh, people love to argue. We love to debate. We, We love it. But we also love to fight. So, yeah, I mean, I, I want to do an episode on war. I, I, I don't actually know anybody. So, you know, of my millions of listeners out there, if you have any any experience of any kind or even a secondhand story, I, I don't care. I'd, I'd do an episode. So that'd be fun. I also want to do an episode on fighting, like just like actually one-on-one fighting and like the, the you know, like the history of it. Like it goes back to the orange origins of human record keeping, like since forever we've been at least boxing, if not Greco Roman wrestling, like, it, you know, we've been doing that since forever. And we've been sitting around watching it. Like, you know, I actually, I, I got to visit the Coliseum once and, and just w- walking around it. You, you just picture all the battles in your mind, you know, little fights or whatever you want to call them that used to take place right in the center of that ring in front of people like lions viciously ripping people apart in front of entire families who were watching and cheering and clapping like like we we love watching violence y'all like we we just do now no okay we have evolved uh, I mean, we prefer we prefer our violence at least nowadays, where both sides are willing. Uh, you know, they're not like you know prisoners thrown to lions. <laughs> like we prefer like a Conor McGregor or you know like an Anderson Silva. Like I admit, I should know. I watch MMA, but I don't know all the new fighters' names. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We prefer dudes that are like they get to choose to fight, and they get paid quite well for it but they got to choose to show up so like we now that we can take that guilt away of them being forced to do it now we can feel good about them beating each other to smithereens because you know they both wanted to be here we love it like we we love it so much so i definitely want to do like a fighting mma style or you know just you know even judo goes back forever and even before that it doesn't matter point point is we love fighting like Americans, <laughs> lordy, the, the, batter, the battle of Bull Run, one of the early, first, I don't know, one of the early battles of the Civil War, uh, people showed up to watch the war in person. They showed up to watch people. They sat down with food and watched live bullets fly across a field and, and actually hit people and kill people. Now, 
to their credit, they didn't expect a lot of killing. Uh, I guess apparently it was widely assumed uh, that the war would, you know, it would end pretty quickly and not a lot of death and it would be like a quick surrender or something. So, I mean, I'll give them credit for that. Uh, you know, th- th- I guess they didn't expect a ton. But, like, regardless, you showed up to watch a war. Like, you knew they had guns. You knew they had ammunition. Like, even if you thought it would only be a few bullets, like, you still, we love it that much that we still went. Even though it was just like, well, maybe only a few will die. Like, you still showed up to see only a few die. You, you showed up. Like, people used to, like, the public executions, people would go all the time just to watch that. I mean, sure, we were bereft of entertainment admittedly there was nothing else going on but like you still had a chessboard at the house like you could have done that you know what i mean instead of going to watch someone be beheaded but we still did we just there is an attraction to i mean conflict but that's not even conflict like there's an attraction to maybe deep down we you know we we all are, are intrigued by death i mean but that's the thing we are i think everybody is intrigued by death but I mean, look, I don't know, but it's probably why I find the topic of religion so fascinating, at least one of the many reasons I find religion so fascinating, because all religions, I mean, at least like, at least most, everyone I can think of, which obviously I don't know all of them, I don't probably know many, I mean, you know, I can name like four or five, anyways, all the ones I can think of, they, they all advocate for peace. Like, all of them. Like, sure, like, look, a few passages in, in any book. And, I mean, not even just religious texts. Like, you can probably pick any book and take a couple sentences out of that book and you can make them sound bad and whatever. And, yes, religious books, all of them have bad stuff. I'm not saying I'm fine. Fine. But overall, best I can tell, all religions want peace. And, like, over 70% of the world is religious. Like, uh, Christians is, like, two billion. Like, Islam, I think, has two billion. Like, Hindus have over a billion. Like, you know, th- that's right there is well over 50% of the world just in those three. I mean, then there's plenty of others that are smaller. Like, like why aren't we more peaceful? <laughs> why, why is there still so much war? And, and you know what I mean? Like, and look, I, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm. I can be a huge jerk. I know that about myself. I was recently. I mean, everybody is, I suppose, but I certainly was. And I don't like it, but it's who I am. You know what I mean? I guess I have to admit it. And maybe, even though, look, I fully preach peace. Like, I'm constantly stopping my kids from fighting. Like, I, like, <laughs> I guess I could. All right. I, I am. I'm constantly stopping my kids from fighting. I don't want them to fight. I don't want anybody to fight. Like, not, you know, unless you're, you know, McGregor. You know what I mean? Man, I didn't know. Um, I, I, yeah, let's go here. I don't know that I want my kids going to church uh, that early. Since we're on, I'm just going to go with it. It's it's tough. Now, I, I loved what Ashley said last week that uh, showing kids, you know, the light and the beauty that is there at an early age and teaching them to look for it at an early like that's a beautiful thing. I will. I can't. I don't even want to discredit that, but I couldn't if I wanted to. Um, I guess my more more my point though is like. And look, I have no data. I have no information to back up this theory. So, like, I'm ju- I'm just I'm just not sure I want my children going to church super young. I mean, right now they're four and two, and like, look, their minds are still processing basic concepts, like like remembering to wash their hands after going to the bathroom. So, like, if you can't even do that yet, why are we then adding the concept of eternity? or heaven and hell, or judgment from a deity. Why are we adding that to the mix when my kids, I mean, my kids still put their shoes on the wrong feet. So are we really adding, you know, all of that to it? Like, they still don't know, like, you know, they can count to, like, my son can count to, like, 30. 
maybe 40. He can't even count to 100. And we're going to try and talk to him about infinity, about forever, about the soul. Like, I just, I just, I'm not saying that it, it and, and Eric brought up a good point as well. Like, he, it, it's it's the same, or at least it's similar. I, you know, I'm not going to like, listen to the episode because anything Eric says is smarter than what I can attempt to paraphrase what he said because he's smarter than me. Essentially, he said it's very similar to politics and knowing and telling your children who you vote for, which I at the moment was I, I tried to make a mental note of like, I don't want to tell my kids who I'm voting for now. Like that's I don't want them to have that preconceived notion. If they disagree with me, I want them to disagree on their own merits. I don't want them to agree with me simply because before they were old enough to reason, before they were old enough to poke holes in an argument, whatever the argument is, any type of religion, any type of politic, any type of of morality that isn't obviously just don't kill people. You know what I mean? Anything that goes out on any type of a limb, be it the most mundane activity to, you know, heaven and hell, quite an unmundane activity, any of those. Why are you trying to shape their minds that early teach them right from wrong and then let them make their own decision now look am i gonna mess up am i gonna do of course like look i'm not i just i just don't know that i want to add that all god stuff in yet they just they just seem awfully young so i mean you know look because and maybe here's why because i don't know which one's right and and the more I think about it, and the more I, I, you know, I've interviewed maybe six people about it, seven people. I don't even know. It doesn't matter. But the, the more I'm trying to do some of these, the more I'm really wrestling with the concept. I'm trying to think, it, is it possible that everyone is correct about the afterlife? Everyone. Like, it's such a deeply personal and individual experience that somehow everyone has a different answer. Like, how's that possible? Like, even if you took two old married people, they've sat next to each other in church for 40 years. But if you took one to one room and one to another room, separated them and gave them 1,000 questions on a piece of paper, all about God and sin and heaven and and afterlife and soul and being and reincarnation, 1,000, if not 10,000, 1,000, 1,000, they will at least disagree about one of those questions for sure. Any two people, you pick any two people in the world and do it over and over and over again, do it as many people as you want. There's no chance that they agree on if you ask them, say, 10,000 questions. Just, and I know I'm being, but just go with me. That's the point. At least a small percentage of everybody disagrees with everybody else on a concept as simple as does God exist, yes or no. But then when you break it down, well, what type of God are we talking about? You know, the Christian God, are we talking about a, a judgmentally God, or is it more like a. There's so many different facets of even just the Christian faith. I mean, there's Baptist and Catholic and Methodist, and and they all technically believe something slightly different. How's that possible? How's that possible? They can't all be wrong. So what if they're all right? Every single one of them. And I don't know how to make that make sense just yet, but that's kind of my point. Is I don't know that I would want to push my kids in any one direction because it, why? I don't know if it's right, and if they're all right, then they can't be wrong. And so, why are we pushing big style details? But look, I, you know, it's—I admit this is probably more interesting to me than me. And maybe I hope it's interesting to y'all. I'll tell you that. I hope anybody listening that's made it—I mean, I think this is only going to be about a twenty-minute episode. But if you made it twenty minutes into me rambling without anything, <laughs> anything concrete to go on, I appreciate you. But um, 
yeah, hopefully, uh, I, I honestly, the, the God stuff is just super interesting to me. And hopefully it is for you too. Next week, I promise, uh, I'll, I'll be back. We'll be back to normal. Uh, Eric and Vance should be back with me. We have an incredible guest, like I said. Uh, and yeah, honestly, I, I do believe, I think you're going to love it. Cause like, it's just, it's wild to me that how they can do what they do every day. Anyways. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening and, uh, yeah. See you then.